All right, travelers, I want to start off by apologizing. At the end of this recording, we realized that we hadn't wished you a happy new year. So I hope that this will suffice and make up for it. Happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year. back to the world famous most okayest podcast ever the infinite rabbit hole i am your host jeremy and today we're gonna be diving into the news yep somebody somewhere i forget where said that we should do another news episode and we're doing it just because one person said it whether you like it or not you it was me yeah you said it you said hey let's do some news well, because of that one person, whoever it is, we're doing news today. Yes, the news. Before I introduce everybody, I just want to show off for all those travelers who are watching on the YouTube. By the way, if you are watching on YouTube, please hit that like and subscribe button. Leave us a comment. Let you know, Let us know what you think. I got stickers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, stickers. Look at the jackalope. Look at him. Look at him. Look at the look at the Sam Squanch. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Look at the little Kelly Greenman and the reptilian president. Oh <laughs> look at it all. And then I have giveaways that uh I'm going to be giving away. I don't know when or how, but I got some extra stickers just for giveaways. All right. I guess now I can introduce everybody. Let's uh Let's do this in order of who's eating. Jeffrey, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm eating a white macadamia nut cookie right now. Real good. Got it from public. <laughs> you know, it's soft. And, mm, real good. Dude, real I, remember, good. I remember when I lived in Florida, Publix had the best subs. Mm-hmm. Mm. Publix is the jam. Anybody in Florida right now, you already know what's up. You're my people. Publix, shout out. 
sign me up. Let me get that sponsorship. Did you have cash and carry over there when you were younger? Yes, I think so. I think they all turned to Albertsons. Albertsons right? and then Eckerd's. No, it was Albertsons. Uh, Albertsons. I don't remember. Yeah, we had them. Yeah. Cash and carry used to have good fried chicken. That's that's all I remember from Cash and Carry. Anyways, moving on. Nobody else is eating. So we're just going to do it in order of most colorful hair. Uh, kid. How, Hello. <laughs> how are you doing today, kid? I'm pretty good, actually. It was, I had a good day today. I got, I'm dog sitting with these two gorgeous border collies and work was actually great. So I had a great day. I'm fantastic. Good. Good. You deserve that. I think so. I'm happy Thank for you. you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Good job. Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> Say things. I've been up since three o'clock in the morning, so you're going to have to keep me very entertained. Also, I'm having a better day since I found out that the one female host that we have will be down in my area in California um, in just a few months, in July. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Yes. I'm excited. So we're going to get to hang out, and that's it. We're going to go <laughs> do things. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're going to watch the sunset from from the the city streets of L.A. <laughs> We're going to go to the beach and step on a bunch of needles. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. All right. So do me a favor. If you want to hear us bag on somebody else, stay tuned until the end. We have one more beautiful email that we received. It was Bagging. gorgeous. Uh, I, yep. you know, I, I wouldn't say bagging. It, it is what it is. You know, we're we're not going to bag on them, but no. we should re-educate people on our roles and what this podcast actually is. There you go. If you want a re-education and absolutely zero humor and no entertainment value whatsoever, wait till the end, and you shall be rewarded. Rewarded. Educated. <laughs> I don't know, man. The term re-education throws up some red flags for me, but ooh, maybe right. we, maybe we are. We should make a problem. camp for re-education. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's messed up, dude. <laughs> that's that's what they're joke. called. They're called re-education camps. Yeah, re so you can like relearn math or something. I don't know. Yeah, because we have to re-educate. All right, so I. Did everything last second and found a whole bunch of articles that we can dissect and, and have fun with. Um, found a little bit of some cryptozoology stuff. Found some some pretty decent stuff. We'll get we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah. Right, so is there, is there anything else that anybody else would like to put out? You keep Before dragging on like this, and I'm going to cancel music. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's roll. Okay, so from Fox 8 in Cleveland, Ohio, published on February 4th, 2023, a data scientist by the name of Flo Foxen says that Bigfoot sightings are easily explainable as being black bears walking on their hind legs. But the U.S. Forest Service disagrees 
as they state that black bears usually walk on all fours while only occasionally standing on their hind legs for short periods of time to get stronger inputs to senses such as sight and smell. Jeez, who knew you had to be a fucking data scientist to get that one wrong? The article goes on to refer to a peer-reviewed article called Predicting the Distribution of Sasquatch in Western North America, Anything Goes with Ecological Niche Modeling by a J.D. Lazier, which shows that a high degree of Sasquatch sightings correlates with black bear populations throughout the western portions of North America. So in short terms, Bigfoot like woods, bears like woods, therefore Bigfoot are just bears. My only Hmm. question is how do you use this answer to the Bigfoot enigma in non-Western states with low black bear populations like Florida and Texas? Now, I didn't say no population. I know these states do have black bears, but not enough to claim 100% of the mass amounts of Bigfoot sightings recorded every year in these and other states like them. So what are your thoughts, guys? Clearly, there has to be more Bigfoot or uh, black bear, rather, in Texas and Florida than what was measured Obviously. you know Obviously, because you're yeah. you're just wrong you know clearly mm-hmm. they're black bear because some guy said it i just you I, found it on the internet it must be true well i bet <laughs> I, I would bet i would say probably 30 percent could be some kind of bear sighting i'd be that would be a reasonable estimate for me if this guy came out and said 30 percent of bigfoot sightings are probably some kind of bear i'd be like all right i can say pretty comfortably that there's there's definitely some bear sightings that get misinstrued misinterpreted mis you know labeled as sasquatch sightings and it's mostly probably an accident people don't mean to look at a bear and and see a bigfoot but this guy is claiming that every single one of them he doesn't believe in bigfoot whatsoever i did i did take a whack at the article and kind of read through it today during lunch and uh, the guy was just stupid. I have, I can't say it any nicer. The guy was dumb, like really dumb. And uh, I, I wonder what his beliefs are. Like, like I believe in microevolution, not macroevolution, right? I, but I mean, we can see that in bears, right? We've talked about this ad nauseum, which is bears on the west coast are smaller than bears on the east coast, or whatever, right? Or vice versa. Right. Um, and that's microevolution adaptation, right? But at the same time, does he believe that gi- the Gigantopithecus existed? You know, nope. and maybe they're, crossed they're, the land bridge into North America? No, you they know? were bears. Oh, they were bears too. Yes. I mean, I, I like to throw that one at people, especially if they believe in evolution. And she'd be like, okay, so clearly everything got smaller, right? It's like, so why couldn't this also be the case? And usually those people have never heard of the Gigantopithecus, so then I show them, you know, these are the the bones that are left over or whatever. Jeff would tell you they're giants, which probably is the case, but in any case, you know, and it kind of stumps people and makes them rethink it. I don't think that it's as easy as a blanket statement they don't exist, I would say in the same way I would talk about aliens, be like, well, it's for me incredibly unlikely, but I can't say for 100% certainty that they don't. Um, but Bigfoot, I mean, that's not a huge far stretch because it's just another animal, right? 
I just need a body. I'm just, I'm. Yeah, I know. I'm, well, no. I'm at I, that point now where I'm just like, just, just give me a body. That's it. Well, you would say it was a giant. Well, it, it, you know, maybe <laughs> I'm slightly jaded, I think, about this topic, but especially like after looking at that Google Maps image that we talked about last time, you know, it's like. <sighs> I still don't agree with you whatsoever. Well, to, to Jeff's point, I mean, <laughs> if a body was recovered or, you know, bones were recovered, obviously in like pictures that people consider to be real pictures of the Bigfoot, there's a huge skull crown, right? Where it really goes up, whether that's from a uh, the crest in the skull, Statutal like you would see crest. in a gorilla, you know, or whatever, but. So it would look different than just a giant human being, but I don't know. Um, yeah, that's wild to hear just a point blank thing. And I mean, that's why we have the BFRO, right? They'll go, they'll take a Bigfoot sighting and they'll actually go do uh, research on it to find out if there's any footprints left over, you know, if they could find any reason why it would be there, that sort of stuff. They legitimize the claim or they debunk it because, yeah, 30% of them could be black bear sightings. And say another, maybe another 30% could be just people lying because they want that 15 minutes of fame. Um, and then the rest of them are actual sightings. But we have people that work towards finding that out. So I told, I think that it could be way more than 30%, to be honest with you. Because um, I'm just thinking about footprints. Right. A lot of people, a lot of people do know if you're into Bigfoot, you kind of have done this research before, but let's just say you're not right. Anybody listen to this, that maybe they're being introduced to the topic. Now, a barefoot has been uh, misinterpreted as a Bigfoot footprint for a long time. Hmm. Uh, it actually wasn't until about, about 25 years ago, I want to say, where they actually discovered that bears have a tendency to put their back paw down right at the back end of where their front paw was. Mm. So it looks like an extended footprint. I mean, you can Google this uh, bear prints and, you know, like let's say they, they put their, their foot down their front foot and then their back foot comes right into the same spot, but just slightly behind it. It looks like an extended foot. It looks like mm. a big footprint. Um, and we've seen bears do this in, you know, softened, uh, earth dirt. And we've, we've gotten really good study on this. This is, this has been done. So you, when you get a footprint, you really have to determine whether or not this is a, a bear print or a big footprint. And a lot of times I want to say they're, they're bear prints. And in fact, if you can't see perfectly like a, a large thumb, right, then you're most you're most likely looking at a bear print. This is this is another problem, right? Like, how do we know? We don't know what a big footprint looks like. Oh, yes, we do. Yeah, we do. No, we don't. Because yes, we don't we have do. a lot to compare it to. No, we have footprints that are unknown, perhaps. And we could say, oh, this must be a big foot. But we don't know that it's a big foot. It could be some other 
hominid creature that nobody's it's talking about. Giant. No, we, that, no, because of the mid tarsal break. We don't have a specimen to compare the prints that are unknown that we speculate to be Bigfoot. We don't have a specimen to compare that to to be like that is in fact a Bigfoot footprint. So we don't right. know Dude, for sure what a Bigfoot footprint is. You need to go and look at Jeff Meldrum's cast collection. I think I've seen it. It's it's obnoxious. I mean, he's got these things organized by uh, different individuals found across state lines and you know miles apart. He can Again, tell that's fine, but there's no specimen to show this is what this is. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck Jeffrey. It's called Bigfoot. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> he's like, well, you got me. Give me a ride. Plus, I'd like to. Oh boy. I'm gonna have to look this up. I'm gonna write a note here after this. I'm sorry, spiel. I love you. <laughs> he's probably I hate to rain on the parade every time. It's just you know, like I said, I'm jaded, bro. I'm jaded about this. So, well, this is a bad podcast for you to be jaded about the topic of Bigfoot. <laughs> Somebody's gotta it do it. Somebody's I guess. I guess we're gonna get some hate mail about Jeff the non-believer in Bigfoot. When I talk about space being fake, I get shun the non-believer. You know, shun. I tell you the Earth is flat. You guys are gonna push back, so you know. Hell yeah, we are. I can't wait to talk about that later. We're gonna and anybody that's wondering what this re-education is about, it's about (laughs) flat Earth. Just so you know. Anyways, Jake, you were talking. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I remember watching this YouTube video, and I was. I think we brought it up in one of our episodes, but basically the guy took all of the legitimate considered Bigfoot sightings, like videos and stuff like that, and he showed the degree angle at which they bend their leg, right? Yes. And then he had, and it was something like, I don't know, it was something like a 43-degree knee bend. And then he showed... Even like the guy who claimed that he was the one wearing the the Patty costume for the Patterson Gimlin Bigfoot film, mm-hmm. and they were like, "All right, well, show us how you walked across the creek bed." And he was doing a completely different stride, and he's like, "I know that sounds like it's a uh, you know non-point." He's like, "But here's this," and then he showed videos of people walking all over the world in China, Africa, and United States, Canada. You know, he just had tons and tons of videos of people walking. And every single one, he was showing the degrees that people were bending their knees. And he's like, everywhere, unless they have a significant limp or there is some kind of disability, whatever it may be, um, everyone walks the same around the entire earth. He's like, except for big feet. And you notice that the strides are perfect. They're not tripping over like like if you were wearing a pair of you know swimming flippers or whatever or scuba diving flippers. They're not tripping over it and stuff. They have perfect strides. They don't hiccup when they're when they're walking. And I'll have to link that in this video because that's very interesting. You know, it's just like there are certainly differences in the way, even like the arm stride. You know, coming up and closing the fist and then swinging it back down with the hand open. Like, there's so many differences between the way we walk and they walk. And it's just, it's not like it's rehearsed. It's just a natural movement, right? So I think that this guy, he must be biased and just unable to see past his bias in this circumstance. 
because there's a lot of evidence and I've never had an experience, but there's a lot of evidence to say that this is a real phenomenon. This is a real animal or whatever. Right. For, for those that really take the time to look at the evidence that there is, right. And you just look at the sheer numbers. It's really, if, if I didn't see one, I, I think that I would still be on the side of, of believing that there's gotta be something out there. I, I just, I don't know, man. I just, there's a lot, there's a lot here. It's easy for me. It's super easy for me because I've had an experience, right? Mm-hmm. So I can't, it's, it's tough for me to, to talk from that point of view. It's, it's really hard. Um, but real quick, I wanted to bring this up. I don't know how well I'm going to be able to show it uh, through the camera, but I will put a picture of this up when we're talking or when I'm editing for the YouTube uh, but just for you guys there, the the one over here, that's what a bear bear print looks like. And that's been misconstrued as a Bigfoot print uh, quite a bit. So I just wanted to throw that out there. And this is also by Jeff Meldrum. It's right here. The guy, the guy with all the Bigfoot prints. Uh, this is actually a little pamphlet, Jeffrey, with. Uh, oh, check this out, Jeff. Look, those are Bigfoot prints. Yeah, I guess my point just completely went over your head, but no, I know, I know, I'm fucking you, dude. Calm down. <laughs> I was tracking Jeff. Got you. <laughs> I'm messing with you, but yeah, I mean, Jeff, I I agree with you. You know, it, it could be some other big hominid. Um, the only thing I would say to that is that what's considered real footprints, where you can actually see, like, you know, the the toe prints and stuff, not like like the impressions, but like how our fingers have you know, fingerprints on them. You can see those fine details and stuff. What's also noticeable is that like all primates, they have a mid-tarsal break, which think about if the arch of your foot had another joint in there. So you could pretty much just roll your foot off because it's like the toes and then this portion would have its own break in it Mm -hmm. so that you could, you know, and it would, yeah, you'd be able to see that. So I've seen Jeff Meldrum's, I think he's got like a documentary or something, right? He's got some YouTube videos. Yeah. Well, he, he's he's been in all kinds of documentaries or TV shows about Bigfoot. Right. He's kind of like the guy. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen his stuff. Uh, again, I'm not saying that, basically what I'm saying is I'm sure that many of the footprint castings and all this that are, that are out there are legitimate unknown, mm-hmm. and I'm throwing up the quotes here, like unknown footprints, right? Like probably what we would think of as a bigfoot my only point is we don't have a bigfoot to compare it to to say yes it is a bigfoot and no it's not uh whatever else Hmm. use your imagination dog man wolf whatever yeah dog man how do we know what dog man's footprints maybe dog man has what we think of as bigfoot footprints we don't know we don't have a specimen a specimen to be like oh shit dog man has bigfoot feet and bigfoot has dog man feet we had this backwards the whole fucking time how do we know we don't bigfoot's the kangaroo you know what you know what i just realized we still have to do american bigfoot part two it's true yeah we haven't we even have covered... talked about those other types we haven't with talked the about bigfoot prints the gugway or the uh yeah dogman prints there's a there's a there's a couple more i mean we can each cover anyways all right jeff Kenzer, what's your opinion <laughs> um I don't know. I think this anybody who just goes ahead and says Bigfoot doesn't exist, I think is being kind of ignorant. Um, <sighs> some things 
Bigfoot exists. <gasps> I think it's I think it's very ignorant to think that <gasps> there's there isn't an animal that we haven't found. I <clears throat> I want to talk a little bit about what Jeff's talked about on a serious note. Um the the real answer to all this Jeff, you're right. Is that we need a we need a uh, specimen? Um, that's the only way. You know, honestly, the only reason why I want a specimen is so that we can put laws in place to protect them. That's honestly where where my heart lies with these with these things. Um, but at the same time, I kind of hope that we don't ever find them because then they're going to be poached, they're going to be tortured, they're going to be caged and put in the circus and exploited. Yeah, you know, and and uh, I mean, I've I've become so enamored and in love with, you know, it's romanticized in a very very non sexual way, like at all. That I I mean, I just love Bigfoot, man. I do. I'm absolutely obsessed with it, um, and I I don't really want any harm to come to these guys. I know they're out there. I know 100 percent, without a shadow of my doubt. Uh, I know they're there. But you're right. In order to prove it to the to the population of the world, we need a specimen. Simple as that. I won't argue that. You're right. Thank you. I love you. You're welcome. Okay. I didn't say thank you, but you're. I love you. I That's hope you also don't love me in a sexual way. No. So not not well, like that. That song. The song lyrics that I put up on the. On the Facebook group, so not in that way. No, running off together with Bigfoot, maybe, and mating with one. <laughs> maybe, maybe I just won't talk about that on the air. We'll talk about that in private. Okay, <laughs> good idea. All right, you guys, ready to move on to the next article? Yep. All right. Let's see. MLive.com from Jerome Township, Michigan, February second, twenty twenty-three. At 9.45 on Wednesday, February 1st, a 40-year-old woman called 911 to report that she had a chupacabra and a capybara, a giant rodent native to South America, inside and outside of her house in Jerome Township, Midland County, Michigan. A recording uh, is making its rounds after the, after the recording of the call between a police dispatcher and an officer goes public in the call. The dispatcher is heard telling the officer that quote, she's reporting an animal outback. She believes it could be a chupacabra. The confused officer replying quote, what's the animal with a slight chuckle to, to his voice in which the dispatcher repeats quote, uh, a chupacabra, sir. The officer shockingly replies, Quote, there's been a high amount of sightings of those in the area lately, by the way, after telling the dispatcher that he was en route. The article then quotes the officer who responded to the call, a sheriff, Myron Green, saying that, again, quote, after that, she said she was coming off some off using some intoxicated substances. And that ends the article. So. Chupacabras or bad trip? Meth. <laughs> Meth. Now, I'm not saying chupacabras aren't real. Same same thing applies with Bigfoot. <laughs> Nothing has changed here. However, this particular situation, I mean, you said it. I, my thought was either she's just 
ignorant and not, I don't mean that to be mean. You just, you're ignorant of things. Right. So she was looking at a dog or a, a fox and just didn't know what it was and called it a chupacabra. And that's just a, a chupacabra outside. I mean, people are dumb, right? Let's just be real. People don't know. <laughs> you don't know what you don't know. So that was my first thought. And then you said something about, I don't know, meth is what you said. She's coming down off in intoxicated substances is what they used in the article. Meth. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I can just imagine now. I think oh, it was a, a nice mixture of uh, heroin and LSD. Ooh, LSD will do it. Because hmm. I don't know if you have hallucinations <laughs> like that on meth. You don't really see things that aren't real on LSD, but you definitely see distorted things. So, yeah, you could mm. be tripping on LSD and see if an animal and think it was a chupacabra. Here's what I'm thinking. A capybara was ent- uh, mentioned as well. So I don't really... I don't think the inside outside of the house makes a huge difference here, but we could have seen a capybara inside and a capybara outside, but the one outside looked a little more freaky because, again, meth, it is one hell of a drug. (laughs) I mean, what, what brings you to say it's a chupacabra while you're in Michigan? I mean... I hate to to Barney style this for anybody that's just not familiar with chupacabras, but they're from Latin America and the southern United States. Uh, chupacabras aren't really seen in Michigan, like at all. Um, it's definitely a regional cryptid, and Michigan's not the region that it's in. So this. I dude, she she had to have a wicked cocktail of some strong potent drugs to be able to look outside, see her neighbor's chihuahua, and be like, "It's a chupacabra." <laughs> <laughs> uh, officer shows up, man. That's a dog. It's a chupacabra, sir. <laughs> that's a fucking chupacabra. I know what it looks like. <laughs> I mean, she might have been trying to. She might have thought chihuahua. Ah, maybe she was messed out. She could have been messed out and dumb and just said chupacabra thinking chihuahua and she thought she was saying chihuahua yeah the chupacabra you know the one from that, right? commercials call something the wrong thing sometimes and you're like yeah and then somebody corrects you and they're like no dude you mean chihuahua and you're like oh yeah yeah chihuahua chihuahua yeah yeah, yeah. chupacabra chupacabra that's what i said right <laughs> Chalupa, there's a chalupa out in my front yard. There's a chalupa outside. Yeah, same thing, right? Yeah, I'm going to Taco Bell. Anybody want thing? Yeah, yeah. Give me a chupacabra. Chupacabra. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'll, I'll chalupa, bring you a chupacabra. Yeah, that's what I said, dude. I bet so you, if, if if you went to Taco Bell and asked for a chupacabra, you'd get something. Yeah, yeah. they'd they'd give you a chalupa. That... <laughs> <laughs> All right, here here's a challenge to anybody listening, travelers. Here's our first. Infinite Rabbit Hole Challenge. If you could post a video of you going to Taco Bell and ordering a chupacabra, I will send you a sticker. <laughs> you will win a sticker from the Infinite Rabbit Hole. A sticker. But you have to post it to the group. Because I want to <laughs> see it. Make Come a on. TikTok. That's fair, right? No, no, no. It's gotta be it's gotta be in the group. It's gotta be for Infinite Rabbit Hole. Anyways, you guys ready to move on to the next article? Yeah. Okay. Let's uh let's get this rolling because these get better. <clears throat> All right. You lock it up. 
The Mirror, which is a, as far as I know, it's a website from England, uh, February 7th, 2023. So this was done today. For those wondering, yes, we are recording on February the 7th. An article has been published today by The Mirror in the UK that simplifies one of the biggest mysteries of the universe. The quote, paranormal and alien believers are less likely to get a good night's sleep. Wow, genius. Let's dive right into this brilliant piece, shall we? The sleep scientist at Goldsmiths University in London conducted a survey of a thousand participants on whether or not they believed in ghosts, the afterlife, and extraterrestrials, and then measured how well they slept. Get this. When their study was finally published in the Journal of Sleep Research, they announced their findings that these crazed nutbags that believe in little green men and the spirit of their grandmother watching them every time they take a shit may be experiencing (laughs) heightened anxiety at night which may correlate to a lower quality of sleep. This was published by people that get paid to tell the world something I would have told them for far less money than they did. Uh, and by the way, I love us nutbags. So don't, don't take that personal. Cause I'm also one of those nutbags. In addition, in addition to some very solid reporting, the study also did show that believers in the strange and the unknown are more likely to experience episodes of sleep paralysis and see shadowy figures in the corners of the rooms. Psychology PhD researcher Bethul Roof is quoted saying, quote, for some, these events are frightening and can cause anxiety and fear, which can disrupt sleep. Jeez, man, this guy is fucking brilliant. Um, The amount of people that claimed to not believe in any of this stuff was recorded at 31.7% of the participating uh, group where 41.2% of the group believe that they may exist and that there is no way to communicate with them. And a whopping 8% outright said that they believe in spirits, aliens, and monsters, and all of the other crazy shit. And guess what? That 8% sucked at sleeping. The majority of those that said that they believed in aliens and alien abductions were most likely to suffer from a sleep disorder known as exploding head syndrome, a condition that doesn't actually explode your head, Uh, it causes a loud noise in someone's head when they are on the verge of falling asleep or waking up. So what do you guys think about all these nutcases out there who believe in these cryptozoological, paranormal, and extraterrestrial beings from outer space and other dimensions not being able to sleep? It's just like what I said last time, which is that alien abduction stories and sleep paralysis has insane parallels. Mm Mm-hmm. It just makes sense to me. Plus, if you're freaking out, because like I read an article, it was uh, a ghostly figure of a dead relative was walking the dog who was calm through their uh, kitchen. And the guy who the husband was just like freaking out because he's like, we sleep right on the other side of that wall. And it's like, well, if you believe it's that and not like some camera blur or maybe you know, the kid running by or something like that. Um, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely going to sleep hard. You know, it's going to be rough. Right on. Uh, anything else here? I mean, this is, I was surprised to even find this as an article, to be honest with you. I'm surprised you even brought it up. Yeah, it's kind of, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I brought it up because of the sheer, like, Wow, somebody got paid to write this article about 
you know, people who believe in this stuff or are interested in this stuff can't sleep. That's, I don't know, man. So you don't think it's true then? No, no, I think it's true. I mean, I can't sleep for shit. So (laughs) (laughs) I definitely think it's true. Um, I just, I just find it absolutely dumb that they're doing research into something that anybody could fucking tell you. Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bag on the paranormal network for a second. <gasps> they kind of left a a comment in one of their articles because they had a spotlight on uh, the Fresno Nightcrawler, and they they uh, didn't interview the man who is who made the claim and showed the video because he's since passed away. But I think they interviewed his son and then his neighbors and asked people around Fresno if they had seen sightings. They said everything in that article except that there was a first video where the thing is just dragging across the lawn and all that sort of stuff. And they're like, oh, super, super scary and oh, so paranormal. And I'm just like, wow, good article. And I just like typed out all the stuff that that was obvious that they missed. And I just like. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. People get paid to stir up stuff, not necessarily report anything of significant value or, you know, yeah, whatever. It's in a peer-reviewed journal. I don't even know what that means, really. Just people that agree <laughs> with them saying, yep, you got it. It's a, it's, a, it's a piece of written work that right. reports findings in specific scientific experiments that then go around from peer to peer in the same field and give it their stamp of approval. As in like, yes, this makes sense. Hey everybody, bear with us while we take this quick break. Well, think of it like, uh, I mean, we keep talking about, you know, this idea, at least me and Jeff do, this idea that the government is trying to get people so sucked into the idea of aliens that they'll be able to, like, nuke Manhattan and just be like, oh, the aliens did it, right? Oh, um, thank God. You know, it's just like, so if they, we could look at it from the other side, if they had said that, you know, believing in ghosts and aliens have no effect on you whatsoever, you know, we'd be like, like, oh, man, a bunch of shills, but... They're saying the exact opposite, that focusing on that sort of stuff can lead to, uh, you know, sleeping problems and all kinds of stuff. So I look at this article, I'm like, well, finally someone said it. Hmm. But did anybody have to say it to, like, become true or to be true in your mind? No. But I mean, but I'm not sucked into the idea that there's ghosts walking around or aliens Maybe yeah. it's just one of those things where it's like everybody already knows it, but they're afraid to admit it. So I don't know. I don't think the art there's now a guy who finally wrote an article, and now we can all agree and forget about it again. <laughs> well, then let's forget about it. And let's move on. Sound good, everybody? <laughs> all right. By the there way, go. just you know, for anybody listening, like these articles suck. Well, yeah, because there's not a lot of news going on right now, so I. Yes, definitely skim the for the chicken farms burning to the ground for some reason. Well, you know, if somebody else did, did some research, maybe we'd talk about that. I don't <laughs> get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, in ABC News, Long Island, New York, February 5th, 2023. 
<clears throat> a New York woman was found unresponsive and pronounced dead at her nursing center in Port Jefferson, New York. Two hours later, she was transported to a funeral home in Miller Place, where 30 minutes after her arrival, she was found alive and breathing. This comes on the heels of another woman being found alive after being pronounced dead on January 3rd in Irvindale, Iowa. The 66-year-old woman was deemed dead by employees at the Glen Oaks Alzheimer's Special Care Center. According to a report from the Iowa Department of Inspections and Appeals, the woman was then transferred to a funeral home where she was discovered alive and gasping for air from within the cloth body bag. And in August of 2022, Tamisha Beauchamp, of Southfield, Michigan, a 20-year-old woman with cerebral palsy was declared dead after 30 minutes of life-reviving measures, this time by paramedics, and placed into a body bag. It was discovered that she was, in fact, still very much alive when a funeral home employee unzipped the body bag and was surprised to find Tamisha staring up at him. Could you imagine that? Just having having some like cardiac problems really faint pulse and they're like all right they're dead and you wake up you maybe you pass out wake up in the hole <laughs> just that's awful uh, you got to think though that's probably happened in history well yeah i mean that's if you ever if you recall back in the 1700s they used to put a uh, a pole with a uh, a string hanging to it that went to a bell that uh, yes. if they accidentally buried someone alive, they could ring the bell and be, you know, brought back. They used to be an old tradition because people would be pronounced dead. Because let's be real, people were drinking out of like lead cups and stuff, right? <laughs> they, it was not that right. great as far as medical science goes. And they're like, oh, let's bleed them with leeches. That'll get rid of the leprosy. You know, it's just like <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me now that that sort of stuff is going on in today's advanced medical science. That's insane. You might expect to hear that from another country where, you know, they might still be, you know, struggling for that sort of information and being able to test that sort of stuff. But, I mean, I we could strap EKGs on people. It's wild. I don't know if medical science is advanced as people think it is, to be honest with you. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure, like, one of the biggest causes of death is medical malpractice, at least here in the United States. I wouldn't doubt it, but for a paramedic to pronounce somebody dead and then what a couple hours later turns out they're alive, that paramedic's career could, is over. Could you imagine being the funeral home employee though? I would oh, shit man. my pants. <laughs> I would shit my pants. Holy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't mean to make light of a really dark situation, you know, you know, a life isn't anything to play around with or joke around with, but exactly what Kenzo just said. Imagine being the fucking person who op opened the, the body bag, man. Like, yeah, and, we're giggling about it, but holy fuck. <laughs> like, yeah, no, that's, it's definitely some scary stuff. And, you know, I just, I just, you know, I was reading this article and the poor girl <clears throat> with uh, cerebral palsy, you know, and she was uh, locked in the body bag. It was sad. Dude. Like, could you imagine what she went through? Like that, that's got to be absolutely. She's probably got some like horrifying. severe PTSD well, or something. At the very least, now. now the family can sue the heck out of everybody. Oh, yeah. No, there's everyone's happy. See, they're good for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine. All right. You guys ready to move on? Yep. Yep. 
All right, Jeffrey, this one's for you. Daily Mail, UK, January 31st, 2023, or 2022s, no, 2023, <laughs> 2023, U.S. startup Colossal Biosciences, referred to by Jeff a few episodes back, based in Dallas, Texas, have officially revealed their plan to de-extinct the dodo shortly <laughs> after the milestone in scientific endeavors in which was the dodo's complete and successful sequence. The next step was obvious. The company has announced that they will dedicate $150 million into the project that also includes bringing back other extinct animals such as the thylacine or Tasmanian tiger and the woolly mammoth. The creature's entire genome was unraveled with bone specimens and will be followed up with gene editing the skin cells of the Nicobar pigeon, which is the closest living relative to the dodo. They then plan to use this genetically altered cell to create an embryo, which will be brought to term in a living surrogate, in which they are hoping the results will be a hybrid reflecting attributes from the Nicobar pigeon and the long lost dodo, with all of this having a targeted time frame of six years. That pigeon looks nothing like it. It's way too colorful. Terrible too idea. much looking like a pigeon. Does it really? I didn't look it up. Yeah. It's like All a rainbow pigeon. Very cool. bad idea. All of this. The yeah. mammoth is a bad idea. All of this uh, de-extinction shit is a terrible idea. Mm. There's a lot of this de-extinction going on. You know, and uh, the other day when we were recording, you brought up the, the mammoth, dude. I actually sat down. And I, I laid in bed that night and just kind of looked into more of what you're talking about. Because I wanted to understand more of what you were trying to to talk about when it comes to like the the uh, climate change and stuff and why they're bringing it back for climate change. I still don't fucking understand it. But yes, you're right. That's what they're saying is one of the reasons why they're doing it. I just don't understand how the correlation fits. It, it, it sounds more like something where they're trying to get funds than anything. Well, that's that's most of the stuff. But, <clears throat> you know, the like I would be for this D extinction type stuff bringing back extinct species if we had the ability to do it like all of this species i don't know it's so complicated man you can't just like bring one or two back here and there and like just kind of whatever see what happens like all of those every species relies on other species and there's like this whole cycle that's happening so you throw mm -hmm. one thing in there and you could totally throw everything off so you'd have to know somehow Oh, we got to bring back like these 12 species at the same exact time so that they can all support each other in this cycle. Then we have to also introduce this other species that's already here and then de-extinct this one to make this not fuck up, right? Like this is, it's too complicated. Well, I, I don't see an issue bringing the dodo back, but I can see the mammoth being an issue. Um, just like we don't know we don't know what kind of like disease that might carry or whatever. Like there's True. so many things, man. You know, True. bacteria that we don't think about. You know, we, how do we know what the mammoth carries, for instance, right? The mammoth comes back and all of us, none, nobody alive today has ever encountered a living mammoth. So how do we know it's not carrying some bacteria, right? That's like, oh, now it's unleashed and fuck, there goes the human population just wiped out. I mean, yeah, to Jeff's no, point, um, armadillos carry leprosy. Really? Yeah. So, you know, if you handle them, you're supposed to use gloves, um, you can eat them at your own risk, you know, but, uh, and that's something that was found out about that people get leprosy from touching armadillos. So it's like, yeah, such a, what if they're, 
their turds have like noxious gas that comes off of them or but something, you know? There could be a remedy to that, which could be, okay, we need to de-extinct this random insect, right? That counteracts this somehow, yeah, right? They, they but how do we know that, right? And then what do we need to bring back to make that insect not be a detriment to the environment? So like, again, it's too complicated. You start bringing shit back, it's a problem. Not going to argue with you. I think I think you're right. Somebody That's, should be paying me at least like 500 grand a year to sit on a board and talk about just these types of problems, right? Is anybody <laughs> thinking about this shit before they're signing papers and greenlighting? Who's not, who's not thinking about this shit? Who came up with the idea of throwing dinosaurs on a fucking island? Who is it? That motherfucker needs to be shot in the face. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ready to move on? Yep. Well, okay. One more thing. Yeah. Whitney and I have been watching a show called um, To Catch a Smuggler. It's basically the uh, the border security in international airports. And a lot of times people will be food couriers and they'll carry food from other countries and stuff in a bunch of boxes. And they're always so concerned about what could be inside the food. So any sort of grains, it's like, all right, it's a weevil, but what type of weevil is it? Um, you know, there's little caterpillars climbing around in here and they will take the food and absolutely destroy it. They'll incinerate it because they don't want a pest that is foreign to the United States getting into the United States because it could literally decimate all of the crops that we have here, right? It could be like, uh, the locusts in Africa where they just start from one side of the, the state that they're in to the other and they just rip everything apart, right? And it would just be absolutely horrible. And yeah, I mean... It's it's true. Like, what sort of impact would bringing about a dead animal, you know, have? Like, I've read in places that mammoths were around up until the time of the Egyptians before they actually went extinct. But, you know, whatever you believe history-wise, whether that's, you know, 6,000 years ago, 8,000 years ago, or maybe even like 40,000 years ago, Either way, I'm sure the environment were, was different. The The plant life might have been different. Who's to say that like what mammoths prefer to eat is even around anymore? And now they have to de-extinct a bunch of plants too. You know, it's just like, yeah. what a weird cycle. So, yeah, invasive species are, are it, it's nuts. Um, it's something that, is taken very, very seriously. Like for an example, when I was living in Maryland, there was an order put out that if you caught this fish, it's called a snakehead, mm-hmm. that you should kill it. That yeah. was that was the order, you know, this thing that lives its life. If you catch it, kill it. That's yep. that's what you gotta do. And I, I just brought up the USGS, the United States Geological Service uh order right here. It says what should be done with a captured snakehead fish. If you capture a snakehead fish, do not release the fish or throw it up on the bank. It could wiggle back into the water. Remember, this fish is an air breather and could live a long time out of water. Kill the fish by freezing it or putting it on ice for an extended length of time. Photograph the fish if you have access to a camera so the species of snakehead fish can be positively identified and contact your nearest fish and game agency or U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. I mean, Jeff probably knows this. Um, lionfish, those are open season. You see one, you're supposed to kill it in Florida because they destroy the reef systems over there. 
You know, it's just like, same thing, yeah. Iguanas too. Yep. Because someone had the bright idea to bring one over, or a couple over, and then they went ahead and released them when they got too aggressive and big. Yeah, so imagine when, long. The, imagine when the tick that we've all forgot about that lives on a mammoth fucking invades everything, right? Well, the, the tick wouldn't exist. Well, whatever. You get what I'm saying, right? Right, like, right. The germ no. or whatever the fuck it is. Like, I get it. I, under, I understand what you're saying. The dandruff um, it pollutes, it, it sheds off that right. closes your throat. <laughs> the, the leprosy dandruff. Yeah. It gives you straight AIDS. We, um, here in uh, my area, we actually got Japanese pine beetles, which are super Mm -hmm. invasive, and we have that now, too. There's signs all over the the cities and whatnot that say, if you see this, report it, let us know, kill it, Mm -hmm. get rid of this thing. They'll straight kill, like, acres of trees. Oh, yeah. 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 All right, you guys ready to move on? Yep. Yeah. All right, this is my last one. The Jerusalem Post, January 31st, 2023, a leading expert in the subject of alien beings is a man by the name of Malcolm Robinson. Malcolm hails from Britain and has written over 10 books on the subject of little green men from outer space. Robinson, who says that most alien abduction stories and UFO sightings are easily explainable by normal and rational means states that there are still 1% of cases that cannot be solved with the same answer. But Robinson has been making headlines for a twist on his opinions that have a lot of armchair researchers such as myself drooling over the first few pages of Google trying to find evidence that what he says could be true. And what does he say? He has gone on record recently saying that it is his honest belief that these beings do have an agenda and that he wouldn't say that they are peaceful. Robinson believes that due to thousands of UFO and alien abduction stories worldwide, they are obviously studying something about us, and whether that is for education, organ harvesting, interbreeding, planning, attacks, or farming, the likeliness that these extraterrestrials that have been visiting us as from as early as cave and renaissance in proof of their paintings are not just here for nothing there would have to be a purpose to go through all of the trouble for. So do you guys agree with Mr. Malcolm Robinson? No. Ah, do tell. Why, why is there a remnant of 1%? Is that because there's no evidence whatsoever? So it's unexplainable. So someone's just like, Oh yeah, there was a UFO that flew over my house. And there's no evidence whatsoever. And she's like, well, can't debunk that. You know? Unexplainable. <laughs> what's the, I don't know, what's the thing? You know, it's just like, and I, I don't agree that we've been visited for, you know, thousands of people have been abducted and visited and all kinds of stuff. I think it's all. To, to, answer, to answer that 1%, you know, if I was doing a study, this is how I would do it. With cases like that, I would just throw it out. Mm-hmm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even look at it. I wouldn't even give it the time of day. Um, unfortunately, that's it. Just wouldn't work for what I'm trying to study. Um, so, if I were to report that there's a one percent of things that I cannot um, explain, 
right? If, if there's some real things that I can't explain coming from me, it's because I simply cannot explain it. There's some mystery. There is some form of mystery to it. And I would hope that somebody who has uh, this much reach as this gentleman does, because he has come out with a lot of books. I looked up a couple of them and actually I'm familiar with a couple of them. Um, I, I would hope that he is doing the same. And that's pretty much it. Are the books any good? Are they like kids books? No, no, no. They're, 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 some of them are, are, are decent books. They're, I've read books that they were referenced in. I've never read any of his books. I, that's, I'm familiar with his books. I have not read any of his work. So what if he just filled 10 books with horse crap nonsense? Oh, he definitely could have. He definitely <laughs> could have. And, you know, in fact, that happens. It definitely does. Um, I'm not going to point fingers at anybody, but mm. it does happen. That that definitely fucking happens. Almost like the communion story. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. Well, that's all I got, guys. You guys got any input on that last alien thing, Jeffrey? No. I mean, I think everybody knows what my opinions are on aliens and UFO sightings. Pretty it's much. It's the government. <laughs> I don't even know if it's the government, man. I mean, it's, it's another nuanced thing. Yeah, you got a percentage that's governments. You got a percentage that's private corporations. You got a percentage that's just totally black budget shit. Can't even call it government, right? Then you've got a percentage of weird interdimensional shit and percentage of, I don't know, beings that live under the ocean. I mean, dude, there's just so much. There's so much, man. Again, Atlantians. give me a specimen, bro. Just I'm so... I'm. I'm I'm frustrated, man, with all this shit. I need I a see. fucking specimen. You're punching your hand. I, yeah. Be careful. Break your give hand. Give me a fucking specimen. Huh? In Wait, any genre. We can't give you a specimen, bro. They tried in the Kelly Greenman episode, and the bullets went right through him. I'm just getting frustrated. <laughs> getting frustrated. Uh, kid, what do you got? I got nothing. Honestly, for this yeah. one, it's it's I don't I don't agree that they're all nefarious. I don't think it's all bad. Um, for all we know, they're just trying to do research. We do it, do we do mm-hmm. uh, like we, we as humans are definitely guilty of doing random research on innocent creatures uh makeup testing and whatnot so yeah um we do it what's stopping them from do it doing it we don't think it i mean we didn't think it was necessarily a bad thing at the time so maybe they have the same thought process abducting people and shoving things up their butts isn't necessarily a a mean or bad thing we're just trying to do research oh man i i I like that opinion maybe it's just like the way we discover when we discover a new animal one of the first things we do is capture one and take its temperature by sticking a thermometer up its butt and it's just a big (laughs) thermometer there you go (laughs) oh (laughs) 98.6 degrees next thing we gotta do next thing they gotta do is is figure out how we uh how we create offspring. So of course there's going to be tons of science experiments in that department. Maybe it involves female aliens. I don't know. Exactly. (laughs) This. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Wild. 
So I don't know. I don't know if I've ever put out my opinion on aliens and this whole thing. Um, I I am not against the idea of alien beings. Uh, I like the idea of interdimensionals better. You know, uh, I I do agree. I, I I think that there's something going on. Whether it is you know what Jake would refer to as demonic or um. You know, it is actually an extraterrestrial or some time traveling being from, you know, us from the future. I, I think that there's definitely something going on. I've read enough um, books where it's pretty high up there with probability, you know, with this being true in some sense of the way. I wouldn't put it up there with Bigfoot. Uh but I do think that it, it definitely deserves research. It deserves some time. And that's just my opinion. Cool. Is that it? You guys ready to jump into this email? Yeah. Let's right. do it. Ready bring... to talk some trash. Do we do we just read it word for word? Is that what we're going to do? Yeah, why not? All right. Just read like it so that I can talk some shit because it's past my bedtime. Oh, geez. All right. Uh, I'm going to leave his name out of it because, like I said earlier, I actually don't. I'm, you know, I'm not really butthurt about this. The guy just put out his opinion and it is what it is. I mean, he didn't say anything that was really uh, aggressive or hurtful or, um, you know, he just put out his opinion about the Flat Earth Theory episode. So. Hello, I was recently introduced to your podcast and have listened to several episodes, which I enjoyed a lot. Thank you, whoever you are. Uh, I was excited to listen to your first episode about the Flat Earth Theory, but was very disappointed when I actually began listening. I felt frustrated and a little disrespected upon hearing that the first 20 minutes or so wasn't an introduction to the idea or the baseline arguments for and against, but rather several of your hosts going on about how Little it matters and what a waste of time it is to look into. It was as if they didn't realize that they run a conspiracy theory podcast. I didn't take it as honest disinterest because I haven't heard any of your episodes in which something like that was used as an excuse for ignoring or downplaying the topic. That could be said of almost any other topic from the Bermuda Triangle to Bigfoot to aliens, but only this topic elicited this response i'm very disappointed and felt the hosts claiming such weren't doing so honestly or if they were honest that it was only because discussing this one theory makes one persona non grata or passe and they didn't wish to appear to entertain low class ideas ridiculous i honestly think it was a well-written email i think the guy came across uh well with his opinion but i don't agree with it whatsoever mm, yeah. like at all um does anybody else want to go first I, yeah I, um I, I mean i don't know what episode this person was listening to to be honest or whatever but I, clearly it was i wasn't there or something because <laughs> you know like you were, you were there. i mean i i've <laughs> talked about the flat earth so much and i've gone back and forth saying that i think the earth is flat and not be, and now i'm at this point where i just don't know right but i don't know man like i dude i interact with david weiss 
pretty regularly, right? Like I've talked to Mark Sargent. Like there, I don't know. If you think that I, everybody here just thinks the flat Earth is ridiculous and beneath us, then message me. I'll talk to you about it all day. Anybody else? Yeah. So you want to go first, Kenzar? I saw that face. You're like, no, I, I'm, I agree Jake. with Jeff. Or I agree with the Jeff, though. Like, just message one of us. Let's just talk. You know, just come on like, the show. Yeah, come on the show. Let's just let's talk about it. Let's let's hear your opinion. Let's share it with the rest of the world too. Don't. I would love to have a conversation with this guy. Why not? I think it'd be fun. So, I like the response that you gave to that comment. And it was almost verbatim. I was actually riding around on the motorcycle and I was thinking like I should stop and then like message back. Um, and then you said pretty much exactly what I was going to say. And the first part of it was that that was not a topical uh, type, you know, report. That was a conversation about the idea of it. And also... We aren't a conspiracy podcast, like you said in that response, right? We have maybe 5 to 10% of our stuff over the last couple of years is actually conspiracy-based. The rest of it is, you know, cryptozoology, some paranormal, um, some research spotlights, things like that. It's not, you know, if you want conspiracy, you go over shadow band, right? <laughs> but also, I'm not going to pretend to have interest in something that I don't have interest in. You know, one of the cool things about our show is that we have four, you know, four people with different opinions, different likes, dislikes, belief systems, all that sort of stuff. You know, sometimes there's parallels, but I'm not going to pretend that flat earth is interesting to me or, you know, super important to me when it's not, you know, and that's if you want a podcast full of yes men that all agree on the same thing, you should find a podcast that's like that because this is absolutely not that. And it's interesting when we can all have our own opinions about these topics and stuff. And it's just like, I'm not, my role on here, my name is Jake. Hi, I'm one of the hosts of Infant, Infant Rabbit Hole Podcast. Uh, I'm going to play the role of Jake, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I'm not going to pretend to to pander to the audience and be something I'm not. I have my own worldview. I have my faith and I see everything through the lens of that faith. You know, and sorry, but flat earth just isn't important to me. Now, if we have a topical report on it, you'd hear all the arguments, you'd have all the facts and stuff, and that's why we want someone to really come on with us so we can hash it out, one side versus the other side, but not in like an argument sort of way, but just a, you know, here's the proofs or here's the ideas, you know, what makes more sense sort of a thing. You know, I mean, there's a totally different, episode we can do for that but this one in ge its generalness was just a hey let's get someone on that you know that's looked into this for a little bit i think it was a day from hush hush and let's just chat about you know what is flat earth and you know what is some of the opinions on it yeah um same same it's just to come on or to email some show because we didn't line up with your opinions is kind of ridiculous. 
you know, if to use your own word, I'm talking directly to the writer of the email. Uh, I absolutely respect your opinion. I do. Um, and I want to say thank you for, for not being a douchebag about it because we get some douchebag emails. <laughs> we get douchebag comments. We get some real stupid shit. And I'm respecting you by not putting your name out there uh, so anybody else can find you. I just, you know, this is a topic. I felt like we needed to conversate about it. Uh, I emailed you back. Haven't heard anything. It's been three days. So if you are still listening, I ho- this this whole section is specifically for you. Okay. One, I I don't care. um i'm not going to change my product to fit your liking i have fans all over the world the show does really well we pull in incredible numbers we're doing just fine the way we're doing it not going to change it uh if you want to come on and hear our opinions or if you want to listen and hear our opinions then go to spotify listen if you want your opinion to be told the only way to do that is come on the show that's it 100 percent. we i mean i have been throwing line or requests out there to get fans on the show or or something you know i'm and i'm putting this out for anybody listening dude you are more than welcome to come on to the show it is an extremely easy process we're good people. We don't, you know, we're not going to make you uncomfortable. We're going to have a great time. And you can literally do it with, with 10 minutes notice. Super, super easy. Come on, talk to us. I am not going to get an episode ready about Flat Earth. One, because I won't do it justice. I mean, is it a topic that that's interesting and definitely belongs on the infinite rabbit hole? Yeah. I, I, I would love to hear the history of flat earth and, and really dive into why people believe this, what I view is absolutely ridiculous, but Jeff's going to have to do it. <laughs> um, because I, I can't do justice to it, man. I, I can't open a book about flat earth and take it seriously. I just can't. So the only person on this show that could probably do the topic like real justice and i don't even know if he would present it himself i honestly would expect him to to get somebody else who can do it more justice uh would be jeff i mean kid could take a whack at it if she wants i don't think jake's gonna take a whack at it i'm not gonna take a whack at it (laughs) i mean i could present something to you but why would i present and and create a a presentation on something that I find zero interest in doesn't make sense to me. Why would I do that? Why would I torture myself just so I can make one person happy? Not going to happen, dude. Um, again, absolutely respect you for the way that you handled it. I love everybody's opinion, whether they're good or bad. And uh, I just want to make sure that anybody listening to this that doesn't like our opinions or whatnot, okay you'll wake up tomorrow i mean i can i can't promise that but 
the the plane is for you to wake up. Okay. 160,000 people died worldwide every single day, so I, I can't even guarantee all of us will be good. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah. what, though? If I did have to do an episode on that, it would be uh, far more excruciating than doing the Fresno Nightcrawler for me. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to read through my reply. I'm not going to read it out loud because it's lengthy. Um, to see if there's anything that we really just missed on, which I think we have it all covered. Um, yeah, it seems, seems like Jake covered most of it. And then I just piggybacked off what Jake said. <laughs> it's a Navy joke. Stop it. <laughs> Those of you that aren't in the Navy will never, never get it. Never oh, I think true. the other branches understand too. Ne they'll never truly understand. Um, but does anybody else have anything else that they would like to put out? Kenzo's ready to sling some at it. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, you ready for nighty night? Yeah, man. It's bedtime. All right. Jake, you good? Yeah, man. All right. Well, that has been another episode of the Infinite Rabbit Hole podcast. I would like to thank you personally for, for listening in all the way here to the end. Thank you. And for that one person who emailed us, thank you. But you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> if you are watching us on YouTube, please hit that like and subscribe button. Help us out. We're trying to get to a point here on YouTube, on the YouTube, on the YouTubes, where we can maybe, you know, do something with this platform. Until we get to certain numbers, there's nothing that we can do other than just post a video. Um, so, until next time, everybody, we'll meet you right back here in the next fork in the path of the infinite rabbit hole. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Jeff was first this time. <laughs>